I believe community is the umbilical cord to our existence. It is where all that we need for a nurtured life rests. Staying connected to a community that keeps you strengthened through this thing we call life is essential. Your journey to finish strong starts now. Welcome to Finishing Strong with Erica Strong. I am Erica Strong. Hey, 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 guys, it's Erica Strong back. So as some of you may know, I am the a contributing guest on one of our local talk shows here in Atlanta called Atlanta and Company. And on Atlanta and Company, there is a segment that's um, called Real Talk. And so they'll have me and a, a panel of other women or men to come in and just talk about subjects or like hot topics or trending um, things that, you know, that we come across. And the last contribution that I made to the show was a subject that pretty much touched the core of a lot of people that I coach and, and, and that I counsel. And that morning before I went in to shoot the show, I did a live post on um, my social media, Instagram and Facebook. And you guys' response was so overwhelming with this topic. I had to just have a more deeper conversation about it in this podcast. So the subject was five core reasons you continually trust the wrong people and how to stop. And this idea came from an article from Forbes magazine by the author, um, senior contributor, uh, Kathy Caprino. Kathy Caprino um, wrote this article and I mean, it was some really good nuggets in here and it really sparked my, um, I guess, attention to it because I was like many fooled by the wrong people, wrong person, whether that is relationship, whether that is career, friendship. I mean, you just don't know when a person is being honest and truthful until sometimes it's just too late. Your emotions are involved and you are hurt. Sometimes more than your emotions, your finances, sometimes even your health. And so the biggest question for that day on Atlanta and Company was how to um, how to recognize when a person is not, you know, true and how to avoid being manipulated or sabotaged by a per by the wrong people. And so um, one of the things that I know in, in talking to people in my counseling and my coaching, that there is a deep, they experience deep challenges and even trauma in the aftermath of trusting the wrong person. After you have put your heart on the line, your reputation on the line, your finances on the line, whatever that is, and to find out that is the wrong person, that create a deep challenge in your life and even trauma because now you are left 
feeling like there's no one to be trusted, that you can't have a normal friendship, normal relationship, normal career because of what this person did. So this conversation today is about how to stop that from happening. We're going to dissect some of this article and dissect some of the conversation from the from Real Talk and see what are some of the core things that we can use as um I would say as that measuring stick or as that barometer say, wait, red flag, hold up, stop. This is not the right person I need to trust. And then also putting some restraints on ourselves and just trusting too easy and, and doing our due diligence and, and holding back on our emotions and just really taking our time. I learned the best example in business from a mentor years ago when um, we had to make decisions. We were partner, partnering in an idea or in a business. We had to make decisions and I was like, ready, let's go, let's go, let's make the decision. And he waited and he waited. And it used to frustrate me because I'm thinking like, why is he waiting? Like, let's go ahead and make this decision. Let's go ahead and sign these papers. But every time he took his time to calculate the decision, do his due diligence and wait. The other person that we were waiting to, you know, get this signed and get moving always came back and renegotiated and gave us a better deal because we waited and we took our time. So I want to share that idea and many more through this episode as we learn how to not be susceptible to the wrong people. First, we're going to identify how to identify when this person is not a real person that should be in our life. And then how do we protect ourselves? As I begin to dissect this article and even prepare myself for the episode on Real Talk, I started thinking about just like the people or the the events in my life that I pretty much put my faith in fakers, you know, and cheaters or emotionally unstable individuals. And I trusted them way more than what they deserve. And honestly, when I look back at the, the level of trust that I put into these friendships, relationships, career decisions, um, I realized that I put that much faith in them because I wanted to believe who they said that they were. But, you know, that is life. And and people are going to always try to see if they can maneuver and wiggle into spaces in your life that they feel that you are weak. And in um, this article, uh, one of the things that she pointed out is, you know, she's seen that there are there are underlying reasons why we get duped continually by people we shouldn't trust. We're, and while we're susceptible to chronically trusting untrusting people who in the end are out for themselves in their own game. And when I thought back on those those relationships that I felt pretty bruised or tra- um, traumatized by, I realized, that, man, they really were out for their own gain, and I didn't see it. And that's probably where the deepest part of the hurt comes from. But one of the reasons that we trust the wrong people is that we desperately want to believe them, even though we know they are off- their offering is too good to be true. Now, here's a truth moment for me. I know I've already shared with you guys some of the traumatic things in my life came through relationships, but um, I feel like the biggest the biggest dupe that I, I've gotten was uh, 
in the relationship with the pastor that I told you guys about, we call him the pretender. So in that, he portrayed himself to be such a great, honest, trustworthy, capable of loving, capable of being that that protector, that provider, that nurturer. That was who he pretended himself to be. So instead of me um, taking my time and doing my due diligence and watching how it plays out and watching how he is with other people and just just really giving myself time. I rushed in with all of my heart and all of my emotions only to find out that it was an offer too good to be true. Not to say that there aren't any people that are genuine like that. It was at that moment in my life, uh, there was this gap in my power. And I want to talk about that a little bit more, but there was a gap in my power that he was able to penetrate. And in that gap was me, you know, being single for a while after going through that first divorce and getting to a point where just, I'm just tired. I was just tired of being single. Like I didn't want to be single anymore. And I didn't want to be on a dating scene. I didn't want my children to, you know, experience me dating this guy, not that guy dating this guy. So I stayed single for a long time. And then at the time that I met him, I was just ready to be in a relationship. So the very first thing that he showed me that I thought was, you know, what I wanted, I jumped at it thinking that this, this person was that, that person not doing my due diligence. So the first thing, or the first reason that we trust people is because we desperately want to believe them even though we know that their offering is too good to be true. And his offering was, you have worked so long and so hard doing this by yourself. I want you to be my wife and only my wife. I don't want you to work. I want you to be by my side and support me as I travel and do the work that I'm supposed to do. And I'm going to take care of you and I'm going to take care of the girls and I'm going to make sure everything is okay. And he started out doing it. And I thought, wow, this is a dream come true. I never thought that this could be my life because it was so hard leading up to this because I was a single mother working hard and trying to make sure my children had everything that they need. But little did I know it was an offering that was too good to be true. Another reason that this author said is the... Um, one of the culprits of us trusting the wrong person is they um, they validate what we need to believe about ourselves. Here's what I love. She says, the author says, unworthy people with an agenda often know exactly what to say to us to get us hooked. They sense clearly or and scan for what our power gaps are, where we're lacking in confidence and self-esteem, and what we long to believe about ourselves and our lives. And they tell us what we wish to hear. And that is what makes us feel good. So we will follow them. I'm telling you, this was me in that situation that I was just talking about, because that um, person validating that 
I am lovable. I am somebody worthy to be married and be to be your wife and to be taken care of and to be cherished. I wanted to believe that about myself because for years, as I healed or went through the process of healing through the first divorce, I was always doubting, like, is there a problem with me? What's wrong with me? Am I not worthy of a successful, loving, and caring relationship? So with that power gap, that was the space that he used to tell me exactly what I wanted to hear. Because here to this, ladies, and I'm saying ladies right now because we do it the most. We are... So transparent a lot of times that when we get into a relationship and we feel like this is, oh my God, this is the guy, we start spilling our guts. And it's not, it's nothing wrong with being transparent. But I learned from another man, women stop talking so much. Stop telling everything so quickly because if you are telling, spilling your heart to the wrong person, that is all of the ammunition that they need to use to deceive you, to get so close to you and then to betray you and betray your trust. And then you are in this traumatic experience because this was the wrong person. But that's what I did. I just talked about my past marriage and how it made me feel. And because this person was, you know, like in, in society's idea, you know, a man of the cloth and, and supposedly, you know, a man of integrity and honesty, I honestly did not feel like that my words was going to be used against me and not so much used against me as if, you know, they are pointing a finger and saying, this is what you did, but used against me like, oh, 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 oh this here is a powerful woman. I I know, but here is a gap for me to get in and really have my own agenda or do what it, whatever it is that I want to do. And I still don't understand how people can think like that. But but this was the this was the case. And so what it did is it like the those words validated everything I had already talked about everything that I had already expressed myself. And, and, you know, we are emotional creatures, women. So of course, when I got to parts that made me feel inferior, made me feel like I wasn't enough, he felt that through my words. So through my words, he can turn right back around and say, but I love you. You are beautiful. You are, I'm, I'm glad this was his exact words. I'm glad that he messed up because I wouldn't have had the chance to meet somebody as perfect as you are for me. And, and I want to show you how much you can be loved and cherished. Can you see how a person can be swept off their feet into la-la land thinking that, wait, I finally got it. I finally, I finally have what I want. Not still waiting to do my due diligence and watching. I just let this whirlwind just rush in, wrap me up with his words, wrap me up with some of the temporary actions of what he was saying and then until I was in too deep and I felt stuck now I'm using an example that I have you know I've experienced based on this article but I'm sure you guys can think of other ways that this has really affected your life think of a career decision that you made think of a best friend and somebody you trusted these are the things that people do to infiltrate they use your power gap I just love that term power gap because to me, it feels like it really, um, what it says to me is that I, and I'm going to use myself, I am a powerful being. 
And, you know, I'm, I'm very visual. So like to see that I'm a powerful being, I see this powerful ball of, of, of energy that surrounds me and protects me like this, this, this shield, this bubble of power that I am, um, immersed in. But then as soon as I come up with my, my, uh, I guess my, decisions of who I think that I am, mainly, you know, I'm not worthy. I'm not this. I'm not that. I'm not. So when I come up with these negative ideas about myself, there's this opening that this force field allows to happen because it can't stay in this steady shield of vibration, steady shield of protection, because I'm opening up that protection with the negative words and thoughts of myself. That's a whole podcast by itself. And I really believe we're going to go a little bit deeper into just power gaps and how to close up those power gaps so that the wrong person can't come in and devastate and destroy your life. And like that's, I, I love that about the power gaps. But the next uh, point that was made is that they appear as if they're winners. They're charismatic, they're persuasive, and they are impressive. Narcissists, those with the true narcissistic personality disorder and other emotional manipulators, emotional manipulators are often people we trust when we shouldn't. Why? Because they typically appear strong, confident, and in control, and highly successful. Remember, I said they typically appear strong, confident, in control, and highly successful. They seem to be winners in their own lives and careers, and we want some of that to rub off on us. And we feel good that these winners, quote unquote, chose us to play on their team. But when we get to know them, or if we ever have to have to challenge what they say, think, or believe, we'll very soon see that they are not safe or to be trusted. They are not what they appeared to, to be. So when they come across as if they are the winners, and and that was my that was the case. Oh, you know, I am. And I, and I use this um, this term in, in describing that relationship, very charismatic, very, you know, very persuasive, very good with words, even in, like, in stature, very tall, kind of domineering. And even like the voice that 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 projected was very engaging. So it always made you feel like, whoa, who is this person? And I want to know what he's saying. Oh, and wait a minute. He chose me. And I see how that played out in my life. And now that I know what I'm looking for, it helps me to be a lot more discerning when I see it. Because really, to me, that says, take your time, pay attention, watch and listen. The other a point that was made is they make us feel as if somebody finally realized us or or our talents. So let's just say it's somebody in your career path and they come across as if they were, you know, on top of the game, successful and winners and blah, 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 blah. And, and now I recognize that you are it. You are the one that is just as talented as I am. So I'm bringing you along with me. And then you wind up realizing that, wait a minute, I just got so bamboozled by this person and I'm devastated. So the next one, and then the the really, 
untrustworthy people will often hit you right in the Achilles heel, praising and puffing you up. So you feel like terrific, terrific in their presence. You feel like I just want, like, I just want to always be around this person because they always make me feel so good about me. Pay attention to that. Because honestly, the only person that should be able to make you feel that good about you, you already know what I'm about to say, is you. So for somebody to have to sing your praises that much, pay attention. In this Forbes article by Kathy Caprino, she also says this type of flattery and praise is short lived. And while it might feel great at the time, it simply is a tactic to get us to like and follow them. It is not heartfelt and they can turn on a dime. It's a manipulation play. It's like you're following, 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 gobbling up all of their words. And then as soon as they switch and turn, they step and trample all over you, all over you <laughs> as they run the opposite way. Because that's how it feels. It might sound a little dramatic, but that's that's really how it feels. So and I, and I even noticed that in just my work as a stylist. When I have people that's like, oh, my God, Erica, you're the best. I never want anybody else. You're just so awesome. And you're, I really now that I've learned with wisdom. Mm -mm, let me step back. Thank you. Take it with a grain of salt because I am the only one that can truly validate myself. And those will be the same ones that in another month or two when you can't do, you know, uh, be available when they need you. They are skipping off to the next person to praise. So I've learned now that when somebody is praising you so much, it's not to say that everyone isn't genuine, but I just really have to pay attention and do my due diligence to make sure that this is really a, a trustworthy person that I need to, to trust. And one of the final um, ways to, I guess, recognize it and stop it is we hand over our power and skip the due diligence that we need to do to ensure that this is a good move. Kathy goes on to say, even though they're they're about to engage in something um, important with an individual, many people don't con conduct a necessary evaluation of the person before they just plunk down their trust in them. If we look up trustworthy in the dictionary, these are the descriptions that we get. Dependable, able to be, to be relied on or, to, or provide what is needed and is right. Solid, secure, safe, responsible, tried and true. Now, tried and true is really the most important of it all because you have to have patience to see that tried and true experience of a person that is not a manipulator and even more so an emotional manipulator because when they use their words of flattery and praise and just use the things that you have, um, you know, trustingly told them about yourself that could be a sign of weakness to them and use that against you. That's where the tried and true really does come in because you really have to take your time. After that marriage was over, for a while, I'm telling you, to be honest, I beat myself up, honestly, like as, as terrible as the person um, turned out to be and as untrustworthy as the person turned out to be. At the end of the day, I still saw it as my fault. It was totally my fault because I saw all of these signs and I had never read this article before until I had to do um, real talk on Atlanta and company. And when I saw those, I knew that, well, I knew before then, but this helped me to, 
to like put the words to what I was doing that was wrong. I did not take my time. I knew it was too good to be true. I allowed their words to flatter and to manipulate and to make me think that they are more of winners in life than I am. And they chose me. And I allowed myself to fall so deep into that trap until now I had gotten to the point where, wait a minute, I have truly been tricked. What am I supposed to do? And in that space, you you hand over your power. He had it temporarily until I got my mind right. And I realized, wait a minute, nobody can give it to me. So nobody can take it away from me. It is my power. It is my responsibility to close up any gap that would allow somebody to seep in and try to penetrate and think that they can manipulate and maneuver and wreak havoc in my life or in your life. So it's just time to pause, slow down. You want to be in a relationship. This guy seems like a great guy. This girl seems like she's the perfect one. Slow down. Somebody says you're going to be making six um, figures this year. If you just give me your social security number and we'll just turn everything over, slow down. When it sounds too good to be true, I'm not going to say it is because sometimes it really is a good deal. Take your time and do your due diligence. Take your time and know that it's right. Wait and see how you feel about it. Encourage yourself, affirm yourself, then make the decision. So if you find yourself chronically trusting the wrong people, here are some keys. Slow down. (laughs) Conduct a thorough balance and unemotional assessment of this individual and this opportunity and also ask for trusted outside input to effectively evaluate the best next step in your life. Ideally, our internal guidance would be powerful and reliable enough to point us into the best direction. So the ultimate step To be more successful in life and in career is to develop more courage, more confidence, self-esteem, and strength to sense clearly what your internal guidance is telling you to do. Be strong. Be brave. Be confident. Be confident in who you are. Don't let somebody else's words tickle your ear. Fancy your heart. Know that for yourself. Because when you know that for yourself, nobody can come in and um, really, they can't come in and trick you. They can't come in and make you think that you are not worthy for um, whatever it is that you are pursuing or wanting or believing. Um, We always will, you know, find the challenges or things in our life and and feel like... um, They are the bumps and bruises that we have to hide or we have to be ashamed of or we have to be embarrassed about. But, you know, dust those those trials off, dust those challenges off, get them from buried behind, you know, um, in the deep, dark back of the closet where you keep them buried. Because remember, I'm hurt feelings buried alive, never die. So remember that. So, but get all of those disappointments and those failures and those um, wrong decisions, dust that stuff off and see them for what they are. They are lessons to be learned. Everything that has showed up in your life that has um, brought you pain and brought you joy, they are always guiding points to your next level. 
So by hiding them and by suppressing them or not wanting to make a decision because you just made another bad decision. Because the first thing I hear a woman say when she's in a bad relationship, I'm never dating again. I'm never getting into another relationship. I'm never, I'm never, I'm never. Nope. As soon as you feel like you want to give up and I'm never, take that very situation and lay it out before you and really be, do a clear assessment of what are the things that you needed to learn from that. I needed to learn to take my time. But number one, I needed to learn to truly love, appreciate, and acknowledge who I am. I needed to understand that I am this powerful magnetic force that the only thing that can penetrate it is when I leave open gaps with my negativity and my doubt about myself that would allow somebody to come in and, and take from me or that I even would allow somebody to come in and I hand over my power. Because a lot of times they're not forcefully taking anything. They are just using their manipulation to for you to just give it to them, making you think you want them to have it. And so when you want them to have it and then they turn out to be the wrong person, then you're left holding the bag of guilt and shame and disappointment. Well, nope. Everything that you can think of that, oh my God, I wouldn't want anybody to know. Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed if anybody knew I made that decision. Oh my goodness, I've been set back five years in my life because I made that decision. Take all of those things out of the back of your mind, out of the depths of your heart. Write those things out. And each thing, think about it and right beside it, write down the lesson that you would have learned from it. My, the lessons that you have learned from it makes you stronger and makes you wiser and it makes you a lot more diligent and vigilant about leading your own life. Do not suppress the mistakes because the mistakes showed up to help you to get to the next level and to teach you something. And not only to teach you something so that you can learn, but teach you something that so you can teach somebody else, which is what I'm doing today. Had I been embarrassed about the situation of being married multiple times, being tricked by the wrong person, having my life set back years from bad decisions and bad relationships, bad money ideas, bad business ideas, bad friendships. I could not sit here today with the wisdom that I have today to share with you that you are this big source of power. Don't get take don't take your negativity to open these gaps to allow anybody to pen penetrate that because you are the one that set the destination to your life. Understand it and learn from it because that's who you are. You're Thank you so much, Kathy Caprino and the Forbes magazine for such good a good article. And I mean, those words and, and the advice were just amazing. And I just had to share that with um, you guys because that was such a good read, but that was such a good dive in and conversation. And I would like to hear your feedback and the things that you have to say about it or, or the revelations that you've got, or even the growth that you've gotten from that, because that really helped just to kind of solidify some of the things that I knew that I um, had learned and, and, and then helped to strengthen what I knew to keep going. But of course, you know, I never like to end one of our episodes with um, a, a affirmation because, you know, I am a firm believer that we are the ones that affirm ourselves through affirmations and is where that power is consistent. That power cannot be broken. There will not be a gap if you are constantly affirming, reminding and saying who you are. And I am happy to announce, drum roll, my second book is done, Finishing Strong, How to Think, Speak and Live Strong 
every day by me, Erica Strong. I'm super duper excited about this one, guys, because I'm always talking about how you affirm yourself. So this is a book of affirmations and also stories that I used in between the affirmations just to kind of give you an insight on where that affirmation came from. But one of the things I absolutely love about it, I believe that we are the creators of our own lives through our words. And so at the end of every affirmation, I give you an opportunity to read it, um, really uh, internalize what you heard, and then write out your own affirmation for yourself. So here is an insert from Finishing Strong, how to speak live, think, how to think, speak, and live strong every day. I wrote it. Why wouldn't I know it? <laughs> As a little girl, I remember hearing a saying, action speaks louder than words. I understand what, what that was, what it was meant, but knowing what I know now, I say your words governs your actions. The thoughts you think got the words you speak. You become what you say. If you say you are lonely, then you're following actions would be lonely ones. If you say you're not loved, your response to others would be as one unwilling to be loved. If you have that much power in your words to create such negative consequences, then would would you not have that much power in your words to create positive results? Remember, you are the creator, the sculptor, and the developer of your life with your words. Repeat after me. My words shape, form, build, and fulfill my life. Or my words can pull down, destroy, and devastate my life. I will change my words. I will change my life. I will speak only words that are kind, words that are loving, and words that will build up myself as well as everyone around me. My words define who I am and I become who I say. I will watch every good thing come to me because I say so, I believe so, and I will enjoy the journey. So say it now, believe it and know it. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Finishing Strong with Erica Strong. Remember, we will always finish strong together.